right, guys, Same we're recording. Man. We better not say anything offensive or Craig's going to have all he the said something offensive. <laughs> Craig's going to have words. I will say, though, when the first time Dennis got that, <laughs> got that bot up recording, I was in the voice chat. I was just off in my own world because Dennis said, oh, I'm just jumping off for a second. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly that turned on. And I've got video footage on my phone of the moment that thing hit the hit my speakers because it came in loud and I bloody hit my phone. The, so there's a section where I'm doing something and then fucking all hell breaks loose as I fucking jump, drop my pieces, hit my phone. Lacquer paint goes flying everywhere. Oh, he's high as heck now from that. Yeah. <laughs> Wakes up eight hours later on his floor. Thought drunk history was fun? Try high history. Have any of you guys ever uh, accidentally dumped your bottle of Tamiya cement all over your workbench? Yes. yes. And all over my model. No. Yeah, I did it all over my course. It splashed right across the wing. You know, some people actually airbrush uh, Tamiya cement onto their model to get cast texture. Excuse me, what? Yeah. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Seems like it would work. It does work, apparently. Seems like there's more, like, efficient ways to do it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, bro. Well, yeah, you can sample the putty on, but I guess the idea being that it's easier. Maybe you get more control with uh, the texture if you can just, like, spray the the cement on. I don't know. I've never done it. Wouldn't it evaporate? Wouldn't it evaporate really fast in your airbrush? I mean, it depends on what you are using. If you've got, like, the, uh... Oh. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, they must just do it directly from the, uh, bottle. Like, just air, you know, drop some into the airbrush and immediately spray it. You'd want to clean the hell out of your airbrush after that, though. You drop any sort of paint, lacquer or otherwise, into that, and that, you're not going to have a fun time. Yeah. Oh, you're going to, uh... You're gonna AK real color your your airbrush. Don't bring that up. I still haven't forgiven AK for that. <laughs> still have PTSD from that one. I was, when? I, was just, I was just airbrushing it and all of a sudden this thing go, undergoes this chemical reaction. It's like uh see my airbrush completely gum up. I went to my not so local hobby store the other day. I finally oh yeah, shout out to Hobby Pros. I finally oh, bought boys. another bottle of uh, AK Real Color and a bottle of Mr. Leveling Thinner. So we're going to see how this goes. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, it looks like we are a uh, four man team. At least. We've got to count Craig. Bit. We got oh, yeah. uh, Craig. We got Craig in, in the trap. Yep. We got Val. He said uh, he thought he had half an hour left. But he said he's going to come as soon as possible to go ahead and start. Do we want to wait on him, or do you want to just go ahead and get into it? We'd have like a 40-minute cold open. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask him how long he's going to be. And I guess... um, You are listening to the Micro Machines podcast pre-show. Guess should we attempt to name... $5 a week on Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. Did we actually attempt to name the tank we're talking about? You mean the Nobu Fausdoik? Yes, the Nobu Fausdoik. The Nobu Fausdoik. This is going to be a recurring theme this episode. Yes. Try saying that ten times fast. 
Each time we need to say it, I'm just going to no nominate someone else to say it. This so is why we need the wait. soundboard. All right, class, listen up. We're going to have Val say the name of this stupid tank. <laughs> of course, he'd say it, right? Yeah, he has insider knowledge. Cheater. Yeah, let's all move to Germany. First live show at the Panzer Museum in Munster. Oh my god, that would be great. We're all recording inside the King Tiger. It's just like echoey as hell. Hot too. Uh, not, not we would have been cancelled by then. We would have walked in. They would have just gone nine. You've <laughs> 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 seen Hogan's Heroes. I have a good grasp of German. Uh, Panzerfaust, Forschemjäger, uh, nine. <laughs> That's about all I got. Chanel. Da Maschinengewehr. Sonderkraftfahrzeug. Sauerkraut. Boten. Nine. He's typing. It's been typing for like three minutes now. Val. Is it Flammenswerfer? Flammenswerfer. Val's just doing the blue balls for the century on us. Yeah. He's going to send us all a German dictionary. Oh, we need it. We need him to record him saying uh, the name of this tank. We're just going to use it as a uh, drop. Yes. Send us money on Patreon so we can get a soundboard. Actually, just send us one in the P.O. box. We should get one of those. Yeah. Get a cheap one off Wish. Oh yeah, you turn it on, it's like, the Bluetooth has connected. <laughs> he's, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think he's we, writing me a book. We're all slowly getting better at this. Um, aren't we all getting better mics? Speak for yourself, I'm still using the gaming mic. I've um, got my phone, so... <laughs> you're using the pink, uh, the pink waifu one, right? Well, I'm wearing the thigh-high programming socks. I got the frilly-made dress on, and yes, I am using the cat ears uh, headphones. Perfect. That is not actually true. Do not, no, do, please do not think that. <laughs> do not New Ontario. God, give me strength. I am not the average uh, New Mexico high school student. Damn. <laughs> Thank so you, to all our listeners, though, if you can draw that fo that picture that Dennis just described, please send it a send it in. Oh yeah, I'd love to see the fan art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just sitting there with your calculus book and your fucking your T fifty five, fucking cat ears and shit. God, I really want to see that now. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> there are two sides to the Micro Machines podcast. No, 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 not to the Micro Machines podcast. No, 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 I'm grouping that. you guys in on this, too. Nope, you guys can't nope. get out of this. Uh, nope. Fine. There are two sides <laughs> to the person who was recording the Micro Machines podcast. <laughs> E55 with Contact 1 and Femboy. It's fine to me. Oh, I, sorry, not Femboy, Russian Army. <laughs> Being a Russian Air Force pilot. I've never seen that video. You mean a sunflower seed? Woof. Contact Greg. Greg is uh, <laughs> cooking with fire. 
So uh, Val messaged back. He said it's 5.30 in the morning right now. No one's awake yet. <laughs> so he doesn't want to wake up. Tell him to go outside and record in the, in the dark. I mean, at least he's being considerate. More than most of us could say. Yes. Hey, at least I'm not the only one who's woken up at a stupid time to record, so hey. <laughs> I'm up at, uh, it's almost 12 a.m. here. Jeez, it's 9.37 for me. If you guys hadn't dragged me to record at 9, I'd be happily watching, like, Twin Peaks right now. Breaking Bad. Well, I'd be shooting down Jap Zeros over my virtual reality Pacific Ocean, so we're all suffering a little bit, okay? We, this is why we need you, uh, the listeners, to send us money. So we can have a live show recorded inside a tank yes. over the intercon. That would be, be crackly so as hell. Oh yeah, but that, that adds to it, right? It's like ASMR. I almost just did something right there, but I'm not going to for my own. I don't want to get do it. Killed. Do nope. not get us canceled. Nope, I'm not. Don't worry. Well, should we get this show on the road? Yeah, sure. send it. Callum, this is your uh, episode. Go. Are you doing introductions? Oh, shit. I'm just, it was something we did on, on, our la- on our lost episode. <laughs> well, in the podcast today, then, currently, who's going to be hosting this, um, whatever you want to call this episode, you've got me, Callum, the only one who's down in the southern hemisphere. Um, I'm Ezra, and I'm recording from a dinky little closet in New Mexico. And Dennis, I'm... Damn it. You first. <laughs> Smooth. Thanks. Uh, name's Greg. Recording in my garage in SoCal. Putting leaves on a tree. I am Dennis. I'm recording from my office in Ontario, and I am currently cuddling a Type 16. All right. Well then, that's uh, that's all the introductions, so I think I should probably introduce our main topic for today. So this is... Nubbelfoistoig. Nubbelfoistoig. I'm not going to try it. Nubbelfoistoig. Nubbelfoistoig. Yeah, I don't know. I've still got paint. That no drop. Yeah, and insert <laughs> German word here. Yeah. You could also just call the MBF said something like that, yeah. But basically, this is uh, Germany's attempt at the land land battleship. So you know, how in the uh, in the thirties and whatnot, they were quite they were still figuring out what a tank was, and the main concept was a land battleship where you had multiple turrets. <laughs> uh, of course, this would prove to be um, just no point, really. No, but. They'll learn their lesson. They learned their lesson around the 40s or so. So in the 30s, they were just having fun seeing how many turrets they could fit onto something and get it moving. And this is the Germans' attempt at it. It's kind of like the um, was the M2's idea of shoving as many machine guns as they could into it. Oh, yeah. Eight uh, M1919s. Yeah, we've just got like two M1919s hanging off the side of the turret. Like, you can't even operate them. They're just there. Yeah, in a dual mount. Oh, yeah. Hey, it looks good. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah scare them off. That's all that matters. <laughs> I think okay. uh, looking good is going to be a recurrent theme of this topic. 
true. I mean, I mean this thing yes. does look quite good. It's definitely an impressive look. You know, so, I know it's massive, but if you didn't have those guys standing right there, that thing would look kind of small. That's a good point, honestly. Baby. Baby tonk. So, to talk about this, we should probably talk about the prototype. Yes. Um, so, this, is be- this being in the late 20s, early 30s, and Germany was trying to recover after the First World War, because of the conditions of the Treaty of Versailles, they couldn't. They weren't allowed to build their military much, um, but they were very interested in tanks. So the Germans had a lot of prototypes and projects, but they weren't called military tanks or anything specifically. Hence the name Neubaufaustig translates to a new construction vehicle. Well, the prototype was the Großtraktor, which basically means farming tractor. You know, something like that. It was just secret code names. So you'll find all the early um, German prototypes weren't didn't have proper names because they were all they were all um, in disguise, basically. Oh, it's just it, a it's a farming tractor with a seventy-five mil. Yeah, everybody's going to believe that this right here, especially with the hull-mounted MG, is a, a, an agricultural vehicle. It's to keep, Why um, would you? Uh, what big animals does Germany have? Uh, well, the 75 is for hunting deer. Right. Uh, the MG is for hunting rabbits because those little buggers are fast. Uh, don't worry about these guys' uniforms. That's uh, uh, just so that they can hide from the deer. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're hunting at night, so they need yeah, black the... camo. Exactly. Do you like this, like, dazzle right. pattern on the uh, picture on the left? Yeah, that, that is pretty good camo they've got there. It's almost Swedish looking. True, yeah. Maybe it's in Sweden. Gear's going to see yeah, you sneak so, up in that. Everyone. So if we go to the next slide, we'll just have a chat about it. So here, <clears throat> so if you're watching the slides, you can see this is the uh, general prototype they had for the Gross tractor. So you've got the 75 on top. Then at the very back behind the engine, it seems like you've got a an MG turret. Perfectly placed. That's Big MG. I just realized. I, I don't know if that's a, you know an accurate drawing, but if so, the water cooling on that thing is insane. That's probably like a uh, a Maxim. It must be. It'll be. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say it's definitely something like that. Eh. So, the idea behind these vehicles. Um, this is when Hitler was starting to get into power and be a bit of a dick, and Germany was trying to rebuild. This was basically they needed a new tank, and it was also for propaganda, as was everything during that time. It was all the biggest tanks were big propaganda machines, basically. Um, so this was rushed because of because of that. They wanted it done by the time they wanted it finished by the time Hitler became came in power, and he can say, "Yep, we're rebuilding, and this is what we've got," just to show off to the uh, to everyone else, basically. So you can see it's the multi multi turret design land battleship sort of concept. Um, so there was about six um, six contracts for this went out to various companies. You've got Mann, Rheinmetall, Borsig, Daimler Benz, Krupp, um, and was given the name Gross Tractor to just so the uh, rest of the uh, European countries didn't quite catch on to what they were doing at the time. It was still very much hush hush, you know. Yeah. 
So it's essentially the skunk works of uh, German AFE development. You know nothing, you see nothing, you hear nothing. I wonder if they, uh, when they were producing like these designs, if they compartmentalized the uh, design staff where you basically have, say, you know, this office only works on an engine, this office only works on tracks, right? And then people never actually like see the whole thing. I wonder that, if that's, that's how like, they were. Um, that's how they were shipped because they these were built. Um, these were built and then they were sent to Russia to the USSR for testing. But they're all they were shipped in big containers, but it was completely dismantled. Oh, okay. And it was all and it was all it was all labeled agriculture, um, new tractors, stuff like that. That's how they that's how they slipped it past everyone. Imagine you're some farmer in the Soviet Union and you open up this train car to get your new tractor and it's that. It's a seventy five millimeter gun. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy with that. I wonder, um, so like that little MG turret in the back, you think he's totally cut off from the rest of the crew? Or is there like a little a little tunnel. Well, I mean, if you look at the top of it, it almost looks like there could be a hatch. You see these two little. Yeah, yeah, I bet there's a hatch. I think he's. I think that the tail gunner is completely cut off. Yeah, I reckon they might be. Yeah, that would be a sucky job. Get fucked. At least you'd be like facing away from the incoming uh, shells. I do suppose that is the truth. Yeah. Oh, a uh, question for you, Callum. Yeah. Um, you see these structures on the side of the turret? Yep. Are those lifting hooks? Because these uh, look a lot like the lifting hooks on the Char B1. Mm -hmm. Um, not sure. I have feeling they might be uh, where the gun hinges for elevation. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the, um, yes, the covers for the hinges, I think. But, so there are only two prototypes of this vehicle. Um, Daimler-Benz and Reimertal Borsig they're the only ones that showed up so they were both tested around 1929 the Borsig was modified and then retrialed in 1931 um, once the trials went through they were found to have uh, especially the Daimler-Benz one was found to have transmission problems which is kind of a reoccurring theme with the Germans imagine my shock <laughs> The Germans with transmission problems? Who would have thought? No way. They and many road wheels. <laughs> Russian propaganda. So these 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 four prototypes are given to the first Panzer Division in 1935 to participate in maneuvers. See how well they go. Um, these prototypes didn't really go anywhere else after that. Um, most they mainly ended up as monuments outside of training camps, as we saw in the uh, first side, or Gunnery, or they were used as gunnery targets, which is, which is a bit of a shame, really. You know, would have been nice to have a couple of these still around. So literally, none I'd love exist. To have seen one of these. I can't. I can't. I haven't managed to find anything. Damn. Probably not. To be honest. Although, if if someone does have information, please send it in because I want to know. Go yeah. steal it. Restore it. <laughs> Okay, so if we go, so that's the uh, so that's the gross tractor. So now we're on to the actual. I'm going to get Ezra to say it. Oh, um, noble Fustoig. So now we get to the uh, actual vehicles. So <laughs> after the after the gross tractor, 
Um, there were two new prototypes, one of them being from Rheinmetall Borsig again, and the other company that submitted theirs was Krupp. So the Rheinmetall Borsig one was known as the Model A, as it came earlier, and the Krupp ones were Model B, or Type B, whatever you want to call it. Um, the only real difference between these two was the turret, um, because the, as you'll see later, the armament, the the Krupp ones had the two guns in tandem horizontally. The Borsig ones had them vertically, which makes it look pretty ugly. To be, do you say Krupp or Crap? What was the idea? Uh, what was the idea of my, stacking the my guns? There's my Kiwi accent getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What what was the idea though of like stacking the guns vertically in the turret as opposed to horizontally? Shotgun effect. Hitting room. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't uh, didn't when they first started making the the Lee try to do that? They tried to put the gun sideways, save room, and then they ended up not doing it because of how inefficient it was. I'm not too sure about that. No, I think I read that somewhere. So, um, so there were five prototype vehicles uh, that were built. Two of them being the Borsig, uh, three being the Krupp. And that's Krupp, not Crap. It's same right. thing. Hey, don't mock the Kiwi accent. Um, so basically, they went through trials, uh, but eventually, they, after the trials, they were cancelled in favour of the Panzer IV projects. Um, Just like us. Yeah. So the, the main reason for this is they were quite large and very slow. Uh, their engines weren't, weren't really powerful enough to get them up to any sort of decent speed there. They're, ba they're definitely uh, the slow, heavy tanks that, uh, like, say, Britain would have with their infantry tanks. Uh, however, this is early war. Heinz Guderian didn't want slow, big-moving targets. He wanted fast, mobile, fast mobile tanks and just Blitzkrieg. You know, that was the reason for Blitzkrieg was go in hard and fast before they could react. Well... These tanks just really don't suit it. suit that sort of uh, tactic. Sounds a lot like the I mean, Sharpie. You look at them. It, how do these things even turn? Like they're so much longer than they are wide. Yeah. How did a Mark um, V turn? You definitely I mean, Mark have IV. problems. <laughs> I think the Mark IV purely did break, and I, f I think this did the same. Um, but yeah, the, it's definitely one of those things where you don't want a tank that's too long. Sort of like the T thirty five. The longer a tank is, the more difficult it is to for turning, uh, maneuverability, stuff like that. Whereas you know nowadays it's all well. Greg can let us know later on just how maneuverable uh, current armor is. He's been with them. He wish he was in not. He wishes he was in one, but a hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically it was mate. It was all um. Yeah, brake steering, which would have been tiring as fuck on something this long. A hundred percent. Yeah. So basically, these were mainly used for propaganda, same as the Gross tractor. However, in when was it? Nineteen forty. Three of the prototypes, the B type or Krupp, they were sent to Oslo in Norway to, and they basically just participate in local operations um yeah they were quite especially for like the norwegian 
having seeing something like that rolling in front of you, but they didn't really have anything that could counter it. So, you know, it was blankets. Good. Throw blankets over the viewport. That's a good point. Yeah, they're probably tall as well, so like, doubt their forward vision would be good. Well, at least they they should have decent rear vision, you know, with that NG in the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, I would have imagined like you know communicate you know inter internal communication problems aside. Having the extra turrets should give it a bit more situational awareness. I'll take them out first. What was the turn radius on that rear, rear turret? That's a good question. Uh, not sure. There wasn't. Uh, when it comes to that sort of specifics, uh, it's difficult as hell to try and find anything about it. But definitely because there were. Right? Yeah. yeah. Purely because yeah. there were uh, prototypes. You know, there's not a lot known about them. I mean. Even their history as a uh, their contribution to the war is quite um, unknown. Because yeah, that makes yep. sense. Yeah, it's overshadowed by you know all of the big and sexy cats. Boss. Yeah. So the so the uh, the crop ones they were posted to Norway. Then they were sent to a fortress in 1941. And then by 1945, they were captured, and unfortunately, they were all scrapped. None of them were kept. Uh, the other two, the other two prototypes, the Borsig, I still didn't change that bloody mistake I wrote in the uh, slide. But the so it's I've written down the two Krupp ones. It's the Borsig ones. They they're even sketchier on what happened to them. Uh, reports seem to say they might have gone to Ukraine and Romania. Uh, it's, it's kind of unclear at the moment as to oh, what actually happened to them. So you're saying there is a chance, <laughs> there is a chance, a small one, that there might be one of these Novafozoics in Ukraine still. Popping T-72 children. Yeah, I'd sure hate to be a T-72 crewman and see one of these rolling at me. Jeez, you're, you're, like, you're in a T-90, you feel like, yeah, I'm in the best main battle tank that we have in the field. Then all of a sudden you see one of these things just break turning around the corner. It takes five minutes for it to turn. It's just lobbing smoke at you. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to cover that. Well there was Well there was there was one prototype. We'll actually we'll go to the next slide. Sure. Okay, we'll, so we're talking about the power plants then remind me about the the one oh five. Um so there was only only one of these tanks, one of the type A's, the um Borsig ones had the 290 horsepower BMW V8 engine. It was only one that had this. The other four um, had the 300 horsepower Maybach HL180TR. Now, transmission on the tank was uh, with a crash gearbox with five speeds forward and no reverse gear. Couldn't go backwards, only forward. Not one step back. I mean, if you're blitzing, then kind of puts the whole thing of you don't need to go backwards. Yeah, yeah. but if How? you can't go backwards, what's the point in the rear turret? I, I was going to say, well, hold on, wouldn't that make recovering these things a daily, a daily task? Good point. Mm. Well, I guess well, they're mean, slow enough that you can predict where you're going pretty easily. That's yeah. true. <laughs> But you imagine that you hit a barrier that you didn't see until you're on it, and then it's like, well, we can't reverse out of this. Just keep going. Yeah. So you can so you can see here, 
the difference between the two turrets, which is the main the main difference between the two vehicles. You got the the Type A where you can see the 37 mil is on top of the 75. The Type B it's got them horizontally, and then you can see like minor changes to the turret, but otherwise that's about it really. That's the only difference, and maybe some side hatches. Huh. Interesting. Yo, I w- this is heresy, but this actually doesn't look like it would be too bad of a tank, necessarily, just on paper. On paper, but as we'll get on, you, you'll probably start seeing faults in the design. Like one of them being not being out of reverse. I mean... Ah, oh, that's a feature, not a, a fault. <laughs> <laughs> see no flaws here. Okay, so next... <laughs> Next slide, slide, please. So this one's showcasing the Type B, but so the armament. So the main armament for these tanks was a 37 millimeter L47, L45, and a 75 millimeter L24. Um, both anti-tank cannons in the turret. They both sat side by side. The Type A having them one on top of each other. Type B side uh, horizontally. Also in the turret, there was a coax MG34. Now, the main idea, and this is, again, early war stuff, trying to figure out tanks, guns, all of that. So the main idea of having a 37 and a 75 was that this, the 37 was the anti-tank. It was the lower, lower caliber but higher velocity armor-piercing round. The 75 was basically anti-infantry. Uh, purely carried smoke, um, high explosives, stuff like that. That that was kind of the early war thinking. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it was there was an idea to fit instead of the seventy five and whatnot to fit a one hundred five into the turret, but that would only be purely infantry support and it would fire smoke rounds. Enter the noble no he no nothing. Enter the noble foistoig jumbo. Oh my god. I'd love to see that. Well, you know, with the Shara B1, which is one of our previous episodes, uh, the Germans mounted a 105mm gun on that. The thing is so big in relation to the tank that they had to just take the turret clean off. And the thing is like almost the entire height of the Shara B1 hull. So, like, I don't know how they would fit that on this thing. I'd like to see a render of that. I mean, have cool. you seen the, uh, the Panzer 1 Bison? Literally just shove that howitzer oh, yeah. on top of that little dinky Panzer IV Aus B chassis. Must have really messed with the suspension over yeah. time. Oh, I've seen I've seen a video of one of those firing at a at a house and the recoil off that thing, the whole thing jumps up. You wouldn't everyone sitting on it just gets thrown around. So this the so this tank's also unique. It's got two machine gun turrets. Uh, one in the forward right, front right, and one back left. Both of these housed uh, MG34s, and these were basically modified Panzer One turrets that they stuck onto it. That, that's showing how big this tank actually was when it's got two Panzer One turrets. I mean, the Panzer One wasn't small. It wasn't big, but it wasn't tiny either. No, like the the um, like the Panzer One could fit what two machine guns in it. They've just switched uh, it to just one. Yeah. So that's still that's quite a large, it's quite a roomy turret. 
Can anyone tell me why, just a little off track, anyone tell me why the Germans use the MG34 for armor instead of the 42? Pulling out the barrel. Oh, I know this one. Um, changing the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone, for all listeners and what viewers who don't know, so to change the barrel of an, an MG42, it pops out the side. So you pull the, pull the uh, back of the barrel off to the side, you slide the barrel out forward, push it back in. However, in a ta- something like a Fine tank, spaces. you don't have the space to do that. Yeah, because uh, it's in a ball mount, so you can't quite, you know, you, you can't do that. An MG34, you just take the back, the receiver, flip it over, and pull the barrel straight back, put a new one in, makes things a lot more compact and just streamlined. Also, there were there is an argument to be made that it was just overall of higher quality. Like it was more complex in terms of its manufacture, yes, but it also seemed to be just like a little bit, you know, higher grade than the MG forty two. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. You also got to think about all the ammo the 42 takes to actually use compared to the 34 and having to keep not only the main gun ammo, but also the machine gun ammo for the coax in that tank. Oh, yeah. 42 would have ripped through it all in about five seconds. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Interestingly, the uh, 34 had a variable fire rate. I know, I think it was the aircraft ones. Actually, you could adjust the uh, full auto fire rate. Isn't the aircraft one the MG 15? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I, I I forgot everything I knew about aircraft. I think it's the no, that's the MG15 was still an infantry based. MG18 was the aircraft one. I might. I'm probably wrong oh, on that one though. Yeah, you thought yeah. we were going to talk about tanks? No way, man. <laughs> Surprise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The MG15 was designed specifically. Um, as a defensive gun for combat aircraft. Yep, I got it wrong. <laughs> okay, next slide, please. So, heavy tank. The armor on this was between 13 and 20 millimeters oh, at its max. Um, yeah, it's not much. The best it could stop would be light anti-tank guns, shrapnel, small arms fire. That, that was about it. Although this was, again... Designed in the 30s, there wasn't really much bigger than that. I mean, um, nature's no, no. most perfect form of weaponry, a Russian with a machine gun could probably take this thing out. Well, I mean, th- stuff like this is what the boys' anti tank rifle was made for. Yeah. yeah the you said and the how thick was the armor? 13 to 20 <laughs> millimeters. A joke. Yeah. The modern day striker has less armor than well the striker is not a heavy tank is it i was going to say i mean the striker is essentially a boss this is meant to be a frontline battle tank that is true that is true although frankly i'd rather be in the striker than this yeah at least you can see where you're going you can reverse yeah wheeled vehicles you're probably fast as fuck yeah I mean, to be honest, like, even doesn't matter really what the tank, a single infantryman can disable a tank. I mean, if you guys listen to the um, lines led by 
Lions Lead by Donkeys podcast about the uh, bloody Russian Russian berserker X-Men. Yeah. Have, you, have you listened to that episode? I've heard it. Yeah, no. Right. One of the stories is a, a Russian cook who disables <laughs> a tank and captures the crew using only a bloody wood axe. That's awesome. He's just uh, bonking on the hatch. He's like, open up that. It's pretty much what he did. And he destroyed all the optics, all the vision ports and whatnot. Oh, that's and then awesome. And then he made it sound like there were more more of them around. Didn't he then, like, kill the crew? I can't imagine him taking prisoners. He... No, nah, he captured them. They, they were captured. But There's a happy ending here. Yeah, but he did have a choice as well, because the Germans actually climbed out of their tank and started walking around, and he was the only one in the camp. And he looked, he looked around, and he had either his rifle or a wood axe, and he went for the axe. What a silly goose. <laughs> How Russian. <laughs> yeah, the okay, tank we'll crewman's the taking slide. pops at him with his PO8 Luger while he's just hacking the guy to shreds with his, with his axe. Okay, so on this tank, the suspension system, it was basically a modified coil or leaf spring with a sort of Christie suspension. It was Christie type torsion bars. So these these were on uh, these were on bogies. There were about five bo- five sets of bogies per side. Um, however, on the front you had a single independent um, pair of road wheels, sort of like the A one E one independent and the Soviets T twenty eight. Kind of similar. You can see sort of like the same sort of thinking. Okay. And then also this had. Uh, Side skirts to allow f- with uh, mud shoots. That was just to allow mud to pass through without destroying, destroying any of their systems. Like the total one. You know. Do you know how easy those side skirts were to get off so they could do repairs? Uh, my guess is they probably didn't take them off regularly. So these, so these side skirts had two doors in them, so you could get access into the suspension system. Gotcha. The Sharpie one have uh, do doors we have as well. It did, yes. Yes. On the yeah, that right one had... side, it had one big door, and that went right into the fighting compartment. I think the the Churchill also had that. They had um, the big round doors to the side. Yep, that's right. The uh, Ram tank also had uh, side oh, doors. Yes. <laughs> did it? Oh, yes, it did. It had uh, one on each side. The Ram 1 had the doors. I think the Ram 2 was all cast. I, I think... Google Tom. You Canadians should know this. Yeah, so yeah. The Ram 1. No, as a Ram 1. Both of all the Rams. Did they weld it over on like the Ram 2s? No, no. I mean, I've got a model kit of the Ram uh, with a six pounder, which I'm pretty sure is Ram 2, and that one has has the doors. I'm looking at some pictures with them welded over. They probably did weld them over at, at, you know, in the field, but when they were made, I'm 99% sure gotcha. they did have the doors, because they were based directly off the M3 Lee, and the M3 Lee also had, well, some of them had cast hulls, and they still had Boy. the doors. I really want to model a, uh, a Ram Kangaroo. Yeah, well, you could use a Bronco. Oh, crap, we're, we're on a tangent. Back on, tra- back on topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back on topic. So, next slide. 
Haha, <laughs> tricked you. There's nothing left. Um, <laughs> oh, so we're just showing off some uh, historical photos of the. I'm gonna go with Dennis. You say it this time. The Nabafozig. So just uh, so they've got one photo here that's sitting right in front of the French. Oh, the Chanelat. The uh, that's the one um, artillery tractor. Yeah. Isn't it based on the Cardinal Lloyd, or is it a completely new design? Uh, I think this I is... believe it has like design yeah, inspiration all... from the Cardinal Lloyd, but I, at the same time, I do believe it is still an independent aren't design. All tankettes. Yeah, I think the suspension like, is the same. Aren't they slightly based off the Cardinal Lloyd? Yeah, really, all of them can trace some sort of design yeah. thinking to the Cardinal Lloyd. The TKS, Lloyd. Um, TKS suspension one. is pretty similar. Yeah, I think the Italian uh, tankette. Can't remember the one. Can't remember. TV thirty three. That's the one. Yeah, I think that had very similar as well. And then, so I think if we go into the next slides, it should show. Yep, and models. it shows the models. Beautiful. So you can get both types, the A and the B, um, both done by Trumpeter. I mean, who else? Trumpeter like to do the weird stuff. At the end of the day, we would all like to see a Tamiya version of this, but I guess we'll have to settle for it. Yeah, so I think Amusing amusing Hobbies and there's one more that do it, but it'll... And then uh, Voyager do Photo Witch for them as well. Those brass barrels are looking nice. They are. Yeah. And then there's also... And we've also got a 3D, 3D printed 70 second scale one. That's pretty big for 3D printing. Honestly, yeah, I think it was a 3D print uh, kit set. Right. Yeah, you would have to do that one all in sections, but yeah. That's right. You're gonna have to add oh, all yeah. reference to that one. We know it's your favorite, but yeah. So that is the Nobel Faustig. Guaranteed, no one uh, oh. actually learned anything from that, but who cares? Hank Long, <laughs> two gun, rivet. <laughs> We just had a fun. We just had a fun time oh, wow. seeing the name. Lonely in the back. Yeah, I think we all learned something, and that is the German language. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, and it is mysterious. And sneaky, intimidating. Well, we have a segment on this podcast called "A Hill to Die On," where someone comes on and defends a take that hopefully no one else agrees with. But I think we all end up agreeing with it at the end anyways. And this week, it is uh, Callum's turn. What you got for us, and Callum? So my hill to die on this time is model-based. And it is interwar and early armor subjects are more interesting to, to build than modern subjects. My take is variety of designs. You've got more rivets. You know, you got rivets to decal, so you got more like sort sort of surface details. Um, you know, variety. You got variety in them, and I think they just look way cooler. You know, pass. I'm a sucker for ERA, and that Challenger Two looks extremely hot. I will say this: um, one thing about like these earlier designs is that you see them getting dirty in a lot more ways than you see modern tanks usually. Like the Challenger 2, you can't really do chipping or anything like that, Real. or you know, rust or anything like that, because they never get that dirty. But something like the Independent, you might be able to get away with that, 
Especially since, you know, you can make a point. life of that. Yeah. Like, there's always, you know, like oil and oil streaks and stuff like that. You look at, you know, historical World War Two and earlier photos and, you know, you just got grime everywhere and, although not too much rust. No. That's another hill. Over rusting a tank is just, no, don't do that. But. You know what? Yeah. What? Kark, taint, uh, Kark paint, as we see on all the modern NATO tanks, was a mistake because it doesn't chip easily enough. Don't consider it for all us modelers. Uh, no, right? We should address know. NATO about this issue. You gotta start painting your yeah, tanks. Cheap Saudi. Tank, preferably from uh, Apple Barn. No, just ask them just to chip it for us your on the tank. Sponges. Someone's just putting their own there with a chisel. <laughs> Just get someone going. No, they just get a uh, massive sponge and someone's <laughs> just sponge chipping the entire tank. Can you imagine? <laughs> You're the new guy to the unit, and they're like, "Hey, we need you to do something for us." They're like, "What?" And a bunch of dudes who make plastic versions of these, and they're <laughs> complaining that they're not messed up enough. So, guess what you're gonna do? I I think I'd want to SI or something. Dude, that's oh my god. Yo, it does make me wonder. Do you think if they did almost something like weathering? Like, if they did chipping and paint distressing and all that before heading out into the field, would it make it better for concealment? Don't down the paint. I mean... You could probably conceal it as, like, a bombed-out one or something. You know, one that's just been sitting there for a while. Yes, we've uh, thrown the track of this tank. We've blown <laughs> half the side off of it. And it's leaking oil everywhere. However, that will lull the enemy as they drive by us into a false sense of security. Kill him, um, Fury style. That's the new uh, NATO doctrine. Just detrack all the tanks. Wait for an SS battalion to uh, walk by you. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is my hill to die on. Uh, the uh, the earlier stuff, I've I've I'm also biased just because I like the interwar stuff <laughs> a lot more. But I think I think they're just a bit more interesting uh, than modern stuff subjects. I think definitely. Uh, I think that if the listeners want to weigh in on this one as well, yeah, please like leave a comment. I'll say what what they think. Hey, yeah, leave a comment and tell us what you think. Tell we'll me if say, I'm wrong or if I'm wrong. We'll say uh, the one crappy thing about you know interwar stuff is that there are very few model kits of it. Like the Challenger two, there's a number of really good, decent model kits of it and of different types. I can't think of one independent model kit. Can you? No, that that's the downside. Um, model companies are play it too safe sometimes. It's like, no, you got to find the old stuff, that interwar stuff. I can't. You can only have so many new companies coming out with their version of a Panzer IV or a Tiger. Dude, honestly, and I just called out about three companies <laughs> right there and then. <laughs> Order. <laughs> oh, that was the segment. Cool. Now it's time to talk right. about what we've been working on uh, this past week and a little bit. Yeah, because aren't these slides up from yes. last week? Sounds good. We don't talk about cursed episode. <laughs> we don't talk about last week. No. So this is <laughs> so this is my work in progress. So I'm doing the so I'm building the Academy 32nd scale Sopwith Camel F1. So at the moment, I've just been working on small little bits as because I'm filming this one as well. So I've just been getting a bit more, 
bit more experience with oil paint, wood grains. It's a really good subject for this one, actually. It's so I've also I, just I really like how you've done that. Uh, that propeller, yeah, that propeller right there. wouldn't. Yeah, that one. That one actually took me three goes to do that, and that's purely uh, fuck up on my end. Um, I didn't let the oil dry long enough before airbrushing varnish onto it, and what it did was it the varnish dried and then cracked and basically flaked off oh. with the oil paint attached to it. That's, That's fun. Yeah, and it wasn't until the third time that I decided I'm not going to bloody try and varnish this too early. Yeah. I was, yeah. It's my, my curse as being a, a modeler with like ADHD <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's basically have, all of us. Yeah, I just don't have the patience. So then, so that was completed last week. Then this week, if you go to the next slide. Ooh, wheels. Shiny. Love so those wheels. So I've completed, I totally forgot to add in the new the new picks. Oh, well. So I've completed the landing gear now. So all that mud effect uh, nice. is pigments. Sort of, sort of like good. a pigment wash. Yeah, so the, uh, so the way I do that is just put pigment uh, mixed with water to make a sort of slurry. And you just slap it over everything, coat the entire thing, and then let it dry. And then I just grab a cloth or something and then just start handling it around, just brushing off all flat surfaces and stuff. And that just leaves it all in crevices and you know places where it'll build out where you right. wouldn't try and clean or anything like that. It looks very realistic, yeah. I'll say that. Oh, thanks. And then just before the podcast, I finished the uh, engine engine cowling. So the engine section's all put together. So that's actually in the uh, work in progress um, Discord. But in our Discord yeah. to see these cool Forgot picks. to put them on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll link, link the, the uh, Discord. Yeah. What's the main Good. body you're going to be colored? Uh, so that's going to be Olive Drab. Yeah, so the, the the main colors are red, red wood panel and olive oh. drab. So the front, the front of it is bright red. But I'm gonna, That's gonna look nice. Yeah, I'm gonna tone it down a bit and make it look like it's been used a bit because, especially trying to do oil effects because this is a uh, this is a rotary engine, so it doesn't so all the exhaust and stuff come out the bottom as it come as the engine because the entire engine rotates as well as the propeller. So all the exhaust gets spat out the bottom and a sort of, it doesn't really have an exhaust port. It's just got a piece of open bit underneath the, uh, underneath the aircraft. And that's just where all the exhaust sort of spills out as they go around. So I'm going to try and weather that bit. Although I'm not so good at weathering aircraft. I'll get there though. That's why I'm taking this one really slowly. I just want to try and make this one right. A slow and steady wins the race, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. I'm trying to film it all at the same time, so yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> Sweet. How long do you think until you're going to be finished with it? Uh, probably a month. That's not too bad. Well, I say yeah. a month. There's going to be a month span, and then I'll probably get the whole <laughs> thing done in a day. <laughs> oh yeah. Have that one big creative. Love when that happens. Yeah, pretty much. That one day off of work where you just model on all day. One big pot of coffee. 
Yep. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, that's my current work in progress. Nice. Speaking Beautiful. of coffee, me and um me and Greg are gonna have to go over to Canada, Dennis, to beat you up for drinking green tea. Absolutely, Dude. bro. No, 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 no. It's not just green tea. It's turmeric ginger green tea. This stuff is I don't care. That's even worse. You know what else is going to be busting? That mouth of yours. Can we drink it too? <laughs> you British? No. Okay, look. Okay, <laughs> look. I drank a double-double last night. I'm allowed to have one day of the week off where I enjoy some nice green tea. And you choose to do it on podcast night. Yes. There's a reason why I'm so tired. Dude, I mean, I, hey, speaking of coffee, double doubles. I haven't had one of those for years. My God, it's just pure sugar. Oh, like, God. I couldn't taste any coffee. That's disgusting. Uh, PSA to all of our Canadian listeners, if you drink a double double, you are a, <laughs> you're a bitch. You can't drink real coffee, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so who's, <laughs> so who's work in progress is up now? Uh, that would be mine. So here we've got what I'm actually working on right now. The Tamiya R35 uh, and the Battle for France diorama. Uh, going from left to right pictures on the left-hand side, I assembled all the infantry from the Tamiya French infantry set and got them kind of in their positions might be a little hard to see because of how small the picture is. But basically the storyline goes, the French are trying to push back the Germans in this town. There's a, they're on a T intersection road. They're on the main stretch. They're just trying to pop that corner. So they got their security pulled down the main road while the nice. dudes try to cross. And then got that French tanker. I was pretty happy with how he came out first time using pigments. Uh, Vallejo pigments, I don't think I'll ever go back to, uh, to regular dirt. I think that <laughs> era of my life is over. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's looking very nice. Appreciate it. It definitely looks more realistic compared to like that LAV I've got for that Afghan dio. Just yeah. the dirt to scale ratio is so much better with pigments. Where'd you but, get that flare gun from? That was the Tamiya German infantry weapon set. Yeah, that yeah. looks that's a nice addition, especially with it being right by yeah. there by the commander. Appreciate it. Yeah, I figured since uh, the French didn't have radios in their little thirty fives, it needs some kind of signal plan. Yeah. And they're in a town, so flag is really it's definitely like the cool way to touch. go. Appreciate it. And uh, the third picture, I was trying to display what the model looks like right now. Like I took that right when I updated the pictures this afternoon. Uh, just doled down road and whatnot. And then the picture on the right is a tree, which I just finished. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my France cool. work in progress. Appreciate it. And then. Uh, Yes, so second slide, uh, just to run through, top left is my layout for the Ukraine, modern Ukraine conflict. So I knocked out T-72, 
some uh, Ukrainian troops I'm getting from AliExpress and a uh, destroyed European farmhouse from a Wish. So we'll see if that. I am in the middle out. of printing out your ERA bricks uh, for that T72, and the um, end laws are already done. Perfect. I'm I'm so nice. stoked. I actually got the paint for that uh, yesterday. Super stoked. Ezra, how are you uh, laying out your print for the ERA bricks? Are you doing that all as one big sheet, or are you doing yeah, it as one like big a bunch sheet? I'll we'll probably have to print like three of them. Oh crap! Okay, that's what I did. I will just say, uh, Greg, when you get it, basically try to cut the uh, ERA bricks into like set strips of them. Basically, like you're probably going to get what Ezra, maybe like ten, um, about lengthwise, like. like yeah, so basically just try and cut it into strips where it's like one brick across and then 10 deep. Because when I printed mine, it's one big sheet. Basically what you have is when you're removing the bricks, like you have to keep working your way around the supports. And then you just end up breaking a bunch of them. So, yeah. How yeah, did you, I do not want to break those. How did you print oh, yours? Definitely. Were they angled? Uh, they were angled at like 20, okay. 25-ish degrees. Yeah. Uh, I I think I use a setting of uh, four point five seconds <laughs> of the bottom exposure, and then it's like then like twenty seconds gotcha. for the exposure time. You got amateur numbers there. Yeah, I got mine cranked up to fifty. Yeah, dude, I don't know how the hell you're not just ripping your FEP film apart. I don't know. Y'all are speaking the same language. Well, you just wait for it for until uh, the end of this year, Greg, and yeah. then you're going to be just like the two of us. That's true. <laughs> and then all that will be left is uh, Callum. Yeah, yeah. I really want to print uh, at the same time I've got to pay a mortgage. Uh, so I'm kind of waiting for them to come down in price a little bit more. Well, as you said, you, you have anything you want printed, I'll print it for yeah. you and I'll get a Ezra to pound it down. How far can it be? <laughs> Yeah, it'd be, you look at the map, yeah. I can cover it with my hand. It's no issue, man. <laughs> it's just outside. It's a quick little walk around the block. One big step. You can swing into uh, Hawaii and grab a pineapple <laughs> on his way. Yeah. So who's up next? Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. It's me. Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, so the T-55 project continues. These are some older photos I have where you can basically see the, I roughed up the road wheels and uh, the tracks, as you can see, are all down here. All of these uh, greenish bits are, of course, the 3D printed ERA, which is basically the same stuff that I think yes. you're going to be sending new. Except uh, mine's going to be opaque gray, so it's yes. superior. So, matters not. It matters not because oh. it's all going to get primed anyways. Uh, How do you know? Well, well, you just hold your horses. So I've been doing some uh, 3D printing as well for 35th scale uh, modern Canadian troops, complete with the C7s. And I've already picked up my next project after this, which will be the 48th scale full interior Panther A from Suyata with a very drippy brass barrel yes. and uh, Zimmer decals. So I uh, was able to get all of this done basically in one night. So. I put the uh, mini art tracks together, which went together pretty well. I do have a big tip for uh, anyone who's using like non-workable individual link tracks. Um, Tamiya limonene cement. It's basically the cement that smells like a pina colada. Try that out. 
because it has a lot less acetone in it, which means that it takes a lot longer for like right. it to actually properly cure and for the bond between the tracks to harden. So basically, you can assemble the entire track run, and you know by the time you've assembled, you've got in all you know the big line, there's still enough play in the tracks that you can wrap them around the the uh, road wheels and the idler sprockets, and then actually push down the sag in them. And by the time you're done nice. with that, they're done. Right, so uh, limiting cement, just the normal thick stuff, works amazingly for that. Um, I prime this using a uh, brown Mr. Surfacer because it's a good uh, rust tone. And then after that, basically all this has been done with Mission Models paint, which is uh, yeah, most people know about, but it's like an American brand, uh, non-toxic, which is very nice. So we started off with a base coat of natal black, put some hairspray on it. Then I use basically this like seaweed uh, sort of camouflage, and it's just basically Russian cockpit blue with uh, American cockpit cockpit green. Uh, yeah, just did that. I've already started uh, using some chipping on it, so you can see sort of around the, for instance, the handrails, you can see the uh, primer showing through. And uh, yeah, that's about that. Um, right now it's kind of waiting until like later on in the summer i actually get around to doing a diorama for it so i can kind of get Blue you know, unified weathering so snazzy so kind of oh yeah, yeah i love that different. one yeah yeah the hand-painted one yes just oh love it i was going to airbrush that too i had I basically just cut a stencil out of to me a masking tape and i was like it's <laughs> 5 a.m in the morning i'm too lazy for this so just uh brush painted the mission models and it worked really well yeah. it just it just looks good too like you want to just be like a random tropical island tank right yeah yeah not many resources and whatnot so you know fuck it slap a one on there with the paintbrush call it good yeah so uh definitely you're going to see more of this this is kind of on hold for the time being just because most of it is done build wise um but yeah, the plan is basically to have this driving through a mangrove or maybe on a sandbar. There will be water. There will be some some earth tones. Lots of uh, lots more chipping though. And yeah, basically, aside from that, I am just filling gaps and uh, ejector pin marks in my panther. But that's what I've been up to. I think I'm more excited for your 55 than I am my oh, 72. Oh, this is me. <laughs> uh, I am back at work at my shot caldelet. And I took this picture, and I'm like, that looks pretty cool. thought I could use its own slide. Thank you. Um, Beautiful. Yes. Is that a 240 on the back? So, nice. there's some pictures, and they I literally took them like 15 minutes before I got on. So they're brand new. Just working on the bust and mud. Dude, nice. The tarps need to be repainted, so don't mind how they look. The guns need to be finished. It's pretty close to being done. Yeah, yeah it looks like it. Possibly. You're going to put that on yeah. a diorama, Ezra? See, I might put it yeah. on like a little hill. It's cresting over the top. No, the, sadly. Uh, it would have to be a flat. Oh. A flat hillside. Yeah, what uh, what kind of terrain you, you thinking about besides the hill, like sandy or like a training exercise um, up in England or? 
Yeah, probably like sandy with a bunch of rocks and little weeds. I'm trying to show the uh, desert around Israel. Very nice. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about this one. Ah, yes. My 1100 M4 Sherman with concrete armor. I'm really happy with how it's turning out. Currently working on the mud effects using all pigments. It's a fun little change. That's a lot of uh, chunkiness at such a small scale. Yeah, that's yeah. a real contest killer you got there, Ezra. I'm hoping someone's. <laughs> Dude, that I'm hoping nice. someone's good after like super detailed. Uh, I don't know, just any tank, and I get a better award than them. A little like, two-inch long German. Exactly. Well, hey, it's not the size that matters. Exactly. It's what pigments you use. And nine Small millimeter. and mighty. That's what I say. <laughs> That's I'm ending the podcast on that note. <laughs> I just waiting for like, four more slides to go. And my computer is at uh, ooh, 27% point. Better than four. You could just not charge it. It's completely it or charged. I went into my closet and poof, <laughs> there's the battery. He's got that uh, Actually, Apple no. Mac experience. Or walk out of I mean, no. Is the mouse even really practical? Some would no. say there's a, there's a limit. <laughs> not yeah, according yeah, to Yeah. Or that ditch. limit is any bridge. Yes. Tractor. Or road. Or any anything. Didn't they put it on a railroad? Yes, they did do that. Uh, the Soviets uh, put that and the uh, Sturm Tiger oh, on cool. a uh, rail rail uh, car. Oh, imagine to, if uh, there was like a railroad track wide enough. Nice. It would just roll the mouse on the railroad track. It's one of those like armored trains. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be hilarious. Point. Yeah, until it got derailed. Have you guys seen that turn. armored train in yeah. uh, Ukraine? The Russians have pulled out. Yes. Mm -hmm. In some mad metro vibes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, Red Forest Express. I guess you could move on to the next slide. So, uh, this was Jack's slide, but unfortunately, Jack is currently <laughs> sitting at the bottom of uh, Lake Scugog, meditating. And once he's out of there, he's going straight to the gulag. But uh, yeah, so he's still working on his turpits. Uh, it's uh, coming along really nicely. He's got the uh, three-inch stone yeah. uh, turret on here, which is very nice. Uh, very accurate. 100%. If you say otherwise, you're getting banned. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's uh, doing what... I think most of us would be afraid to do, and that is doing photo watch uh, railings. Sure. And they're turning out really nicely. God bless that man. All those AA guns that he did. Oh my god. Oh god. And an hour, what was it, an hour apiece? Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't. That is something we need to use uh, 3D printers for. Can you imagine just like getting a 4K uh, printer and People those are doing that. Actually, I, I mean, when I did my 1350 scale USS Kid, I bought 3D yeah. printed quad bovers, and they were amazing. 
probably more accurate than the uh, photo watch because the photo watch is just like a strip of metal, mm -hmm. but that actually has volume to it. Uh. So that is what he's working on. And Val, who is also AWOL, yeah, uh, he's just been working on this stuff. We got some uh, <laughs> whatever whatever the hell this hallucination it's is. It's awesome. Driving a straight line. Straight line off of the LCT, straight to Berlin. Don't stop for anything. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, rearm those rockets. That's it. Yeah. No. Honestly, his uh, mud effects are looking amazing on this seventy-six scale Churchill. He's got the grass in there and everything. <laughs> Small boy. Say he took my very <laughs> mediocre print of the R thirty-five and just made it look amazing with that chain. Yeah, he did. Got this nice sort of bling. Now all you need to do is get like a giant uh, oh, yes. clock and put it on the end of that chain. <laughs> Drip. Young, young Renault. Those yeah. chains look so good. Like they look weighed down. He said they were. Uh, I want to know Edward where he chains. actually got those chains from. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, know what a lot of people do is they uh, twist them before they install them. Yes, yeah, same. I'd be scared to break it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. That Churchill is looking really good. Yeah. Like, I keep looking at it and thinking, wow, that's pretty good for a 35th scale mm -hmm. model, and then I realize, oh, crap, that's 76. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, dude, mad respect for you guys for doing the smaller stuff, because I've, I've tried yeah. doing one to 72 scale uh, Tiger Tank, that Panther, just didn't work. I, I got to the base painting, and that was it. It was like, it was like how... um. I joined the group build for the 1 to 100. like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I'm something going, how the hell do you work on this thing? And then you see what Ezra does on 1 to 100. I'm going, something's like, oh, you. I'll stick Dude, to 35, thanks. Yeah, and honestly. It's like me trying to uh, paint faces in 1 to 100 scale. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying you to do like, like cat extra fine sponge. I, I still have to try oh, that. I haven't actually done it yet. I've just been painting it with a brush. Is it? And that is the end of the slideshow. Yeah. I think that went pretty well. Do we have anything um, else we can chat about? Any topics? Well, I'm, I'm pissed uh, because I put in a, a little banger slide like 20 minutes ago, but I guess it didn't show up. Ah, yeah, I was I'm just hoping right you were just going to randomly yeah, skip content. <laughs> just what no is context. No. <laughs> You little son of a bitch. You're going to get cancelled for this. I can't post this on YouTube. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to edit this one out. I'm going to edit I'm, this one out. Cal, yeah, I'm going to need you to put like a giant like black bar right here. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to blank this and blur it out. And uh, You young people are weird. Oh, no, this no, is no. All Don't me. group me in with this. We're just this sitting here thinking yeah, what no, I could no, do no. to spice no. this up. <laughs> May. You spiced you up, all right. Let me oh. tell you. <laughs> no, see this, see this, Ezra. This is now confusing though, because you've posted oh, this point. just before you've just announced you're coming out the closet. I mean, come on. Just a convenient. Yeah. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Do we need I to have a really... chat. <laughs> we can have all a chat. you listeners. You get the uh, exciting chance to listen Please. to us try to figure Ezra out. I really hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this. <laughs> I'm screwed. I'm serious. I'm gonna actually have to uh, 
We're gonna have to add this. I, I just thank welcome. You I mean, I knew you would have probably stayed up until three working on a model anyway. Oh damn. Nah, man. University. Just you and I'll, your calculus. I'll, I'll pick <laughs> it up and I can, uh, I can edit that out. This whole section is just like a <laughs> blank zone. You know what? I I'm I'm stopping the recording. Of I already the, uh, delete, I deleted. This the is slide. going to go straight audio. Bye, Greg. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> Thank God. Jesus, I'm so uh, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, that whole section is going to be gone. Um, <laughs> save that for a bloopers day. Honestly, yeah. uh, like the one on the left. Is I just okay. grabbed the first pictures I saw when I looked the at the one on the right. <laughs> Ezra, I, I'm uh, curious. Like, uh, what did you have to answer. search up? Like, what did you put into the Google <laughs> Google bar? Jeez, I who pull up my don't search believe history. that for even a second. Wait, what did you what did you put in? Oh no, yeah. we don't want you to see what? that. You, you know what? Let me just change. God, this no, I didn't get rid of like half of my kit maker slide. Right I mean, kit maker pages and T-shirt design. I looked up girls Zoomed Panzer. What did you say you looked up, Ezra? And this is why. The yeah, anime channel it was not a mistake. I like but the original name for it. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. No, no, that was that was not fun. You know what? The anime channel was not a mistake. Proselytizing mm, uh, was. What's wrong with Saint I Jeff? Have like? that. And probably get like a moment. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the oh. Uh, Saint Javelin. I just hit battery saver mode. Fifteen percent. So I'm going to try and salvage a little bit of discussion part of the podcast. So, Greg, uh, so you commented on my one of my YouTube channels, one of my YouTube videos. I did, yes. You, the one that has the least amount of views is probably the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that uh, that technique you used, man, was super nice. Uh, just just using the um, the paint paint chipping effect and whatnot. Yes, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that. Because those were both using my dad's bloody roof painting concoction. Um, do you know how to? You know how long it took me just to get that and that amount of bloody uh, paint chipping and whatnot, just oh. scrubbing with hot water. It took oh. me an hour. It got. Uh, it took me an hour to do that because the this, this roof paint is so freaking durable that it would the water would not go through it uh, to activate it. Did you see the the screenshot from Amazon I sent you on uh, Discord? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the stuff I got. I'm hoping, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping it doesn't take me an hour. I'll do it because I really love the 38T, but I really hope it doesn't take an hour. Oh no, what, it uh, won't. What paint are you going to be using to chip, uh, Greg? Uh, well, the base coat will be the Tamiya flat hull red. And then the interior is going to be Tamiya white, and then it'll be Vallejo chipping medium. With, so you're playing uh, with the chipping medium between the uh, red and the white. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, with Tamiya paints, that's why I was I was doing. Uh, so I used just hairspray on the T55, and then instead of water, I actually used the uh, thinner, which is basically just uh, isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> I find that if you really want to get you know straight through the uh, the Tamiya paint, uh, IPA or even hand sanitizer actually works really well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll you try can, it. You can even mix a bit of it with water, and I find it just like cool. just gives it a little bit more of an edge. Okay. Yeah. 
it'll be a little bit before god there's so many things I want to work on like i really want to do that 38t because it's a full interior and it's like my favorite light tank but i'm not i have no reason to build it right now because the diorama i have like three others in line before it but god yeah. damn it i want to build it dude that's a palate cleanser what is that called abstinence i'll, I'll uh abstain <laughs> The, yes. the only, remember kids, the only way not to get addicted to <laughs> bottle cement is abstinence from modeling. <laughs> remember to be safe when you are modeling. Only take the parts off the spruce if they give you consent. <laughs> Make sure you wear proper protection as well. Oh, dude, I'm a safety guy. I could give you like an hour's long talk about safety. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the guy who ends up accidentally getting high about 50% of the time I'm building something. <laughs> yeah, You're the reason me. we have safety briefs. <laughs> I, I, that'd be a fun, uh, that'd be a fun uh, segment to have, like the safety brief. It's just like, you have a model-related accident. It's like, <laughs> no, here's what you don't do. Like with Callum. Callum looks at the uh, Tamiya Lacrimine <laughs> bottle and it's got like 10,000 different warnings on it, all of which involve people's faces melting off. He's just like, Hmm. No gloves, no respirator, no nothing. Let's just close that door behind me. Yep, let's go. <laughs> and that's that's honestly not even the worst stuff I've gotten here. Like What's there, the worst. Uh probably Coke. the stuff probably that stuff I mentioned in an earlier oh, podcast yeah. that literally melts acrylic paint when it's dry. Oh yeah. That stuff is I gotta find out the name of it just to just so you can just so you guys can find out what it is. It's yeah, that it's it's deadly shit. Eh? Um, I mean, it's good for cleaning out acrylic paint. Like, um, if you had the stuff where <laughs> when you're when you probably got sure AK'd, it's also good for cleaning out your brain right cells. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just steadies the hand. Okay, it oh. steadies the hand. I have to say, he is for the, the first lacking. time I bought Mr. Leveling Thinner. <laughs> And I took a whiff of it to see how bad it was. And God, that stuff is strong. If you join the Discord, you will find out that I have uh, changed my profile picture to me wearing a P100 chemical respirator. Um, yes. Yes, we've, we're going to have to do the safety brief because you guys are basically just smelling pure brain cancer in a bottle. Uh, yeah. yeah What's well, going to happen to us in like 20, 30 years? We go to the doctor for a checkup. He's like, hey, yo, you've got brain cancer, bro. It's like, it's like damn, boy. He's like, oh, fuck, I got Walter Whited. <laughs> like, oh, I got a stash of cancer. Yeah. Well, no. that's the thing. They don't test. This stuff is not meant for human consumption. That is true. So shout and out to Mission Models Paint. It's still not 100% safe, but it is non-toxic acrylic. So God bless America. God bless freedom. Capitalism, cheeseburgers, <laughs> all that. Thank you, Mission Models, uh, the Micro Machines podcast. Hell Safety yeah. brief salutes you. Yes. Yeah. Now give Any me my money. <laughs> <laughs> Any other subjects? Any other discussions? Any news from anyone? Uh, I could probably mention that Commies Fest thing, but if you guys got anything else? Got my, uh, my final course scheduled here in about uh, two weeks to do the, uh, the final course so I can start that skill bridge move. Hell yeah, Stop. man. Super exciting. Get hyped. We're going to have, you're going to have to make a vlog of that. Walk into class for a bunch of uh, dudes and chicks like, hey guys, 
back with another video today. It's like six in the morning. Remember to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> oh god. <Check> the little <laughs> notification bell. Every time I hear that, my brain just dies a little bit more inside. Dude, I I make it a point to not say shit like that in my videos. That's okay, I will. <laughs> if you want to subscribe, by all means, go right it. on ahead. Yeah. If you don't, that's fine too. Like, I'm just here to exactly. Well, they won't, but I will. <laughs> if you like Micro Machines podcast, smash <laughs> that motherfucking subscribe button. Take that like button and punt that little bitch right into the stratosphere. If we can get to ten likes, no. Oh, I God. will literally delete oh, this. This is the most entertaining server. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you won't. No. I, I, no, no, yeah. no, no. You know, uh, if seriously, if we get to ten likes, <laughs> I will let uh, Ezra post un uncensored version of this uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't oh, know. So, if that's no. We're no. gonna have to make like uh, a separate YouTube channel. Right. Just like, how long is it before we get banned? Dude, that's actually a good idea. I mean, I think it's we gonna be like the, uh, the if quarantine. We just cover channel. the the yeah. pictures. I'm actually sure black squares. We should be fine. Just leave like a little. Yeah, just leave a little bit of it. Don't cover with a picture of a tank. We're talking about. I've actually got a bet with uh, one of my workmates at the moment for my YouTube channel, and that is if I get, I think it was about fifty thousand subscribers. I have to get my um, my logo tattooed somewhere on me. Okay, guys, all all uh, seventeen <laughs> subscribers of you, go and smash that subscribe button for uh, you know a. If we get fifty thousand on, if we get fifty thousand for here. MMP, I'll get the MMP tattooed somewhere. I'll get an MMP face tattoo. Easy. I'll get another T-shirt with MMP on it. Instagram account has like twenty three <laughs> followers, right? I have an Instagram. Yo, we got an Instagram? Oh, yeah. Look at Micro Machines Podcast on. on Instagram, and it'll be there. <laughs> Wait a damn minute. Micro. Hey, this is the level of coordination machines. we have. We don't even know half the social media accounts. We have the same level of coordination as the Russian Army Logistics. We're not getting ambushed. Uh, we probably have better, if we're being honest here, but... I mean, that is true. Yeah, we're, we're making Yo. it work. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, we got an Instagram. <laughs> Favorite subjects, one-to-one -one armor and models, and smashing it into a podcast of stupid jokes and silly memes. Fuck you have it. no idea how long it took me to Mash edit that subscribe um, button. our description oh, down to 150 letters. Oh, yes. Oh, oh dude, we, we also have a Twitter now. I hate Twitter. I hate Twitter, but the good thing is we're not going to be yeah. on Twitter for long because even what we say, we'll get canceled. You know what, yeah. should I just like, start... Posting random shit posts from our uh, shit no, post, post channel and just post that song. how long it takes for us to get banned. To link to that song, do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> Ezra, this is not a speed run, okay? Should we edging over here to see how quick, <laughs> quick we can get canceled. Why not? We can make this speed run. Oh, uh, what did what was the conclusion with those hoodies um, and coffee mugs? And the stuff? hoodies need a little more work, but the sad thing is, we'll need to buy I think forty eight of them. We don't even have 48 subscribers. So, God damn it. Yo! What if, right? What if? Six. Let's see. How many of there? Five. How many Wait. of us are there? Oh, yeah, currently four today. Six? Okay. Four. Well, but who, who come on the podcast in total is six, right? Yes. If we, our first, <laughs> our first 44 
subscribers that aren't either ourselves, right? Or our moms. Or our moms or whoever. Girlfriends, wives, animals, whatnot. You get a free hoodie. (laughs) It can't be a free hoodie because it's going to probably cost like 200 bucks. Free hoodie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, donate to the Patreon. Yeah, we we well yeah. we actually if do. If we keep up this Patreon. level of bad comedy, I think we'll be pretty good. See, we just have to uh, do one shitty podcast oh. per week, and uh, yeah, just keep that going. Minimum subscription tier is one hundred thousand dollars per year. Jesus. Yep. We just need one of you to do that. Bite the bullet. Take one from the team. And, hey, uh, leave we'll from be, the front. Uh, we will be then live streaming to. From yeah, Hawaii. We will live stream from our private Learjet. We're just like uh, <laughs> live streaming from an AA7V. Just like driving around the coast of Hawaii. <laughs> like, hey guys, we're back with another update. Uh, we still haven't left the island yet. I don't know why. It's uh, something with the flight or something. Oh. Totally not us spending your money you gave us on dumb shit. And it was just uh, oh, Ezra. You should have seen how many I drank when I went on the cruise. Pina coladas. Hey, yo, this guy drinks. Virgin, don't worry. <laughs> I was about Jeez. to say. <laughs> you're going to have, like, you're going to have TRC police just knocking on your like door in five minutes. Like, one police car. You're going to be the call they respond about. Uh, pretty... <laughs> oh, that was, don't worry, officer. That was, they were virgin, and it was, like, three, four months ago. Any other news? I'd say the only thing would be uh, if you guys heard about what happened at Commies. Their Commies? Commies Fest. What happened at Commies Fest? So apparently someone entered in a whole bunch of models under his name, but he didn't build. And one of them, he won best in show or like some, a really high award for a, I think it was a Warhammer figure. Actually, a lot of people started noti- noticing they, re- they recognized it. And thanks to the power of the internet, they actually found out that it was a, I won't say the name, it was a prominent, Warhammer figure painter had painted this figure oh, and then sold it to the person move. who then put it into Commies Fest under his own name. Sketchy. And he, yeah, and he won a prize on it. Yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder, does this person not realize that we are all so collectively uh, obsessive that we can just identify who made a model just by looking at it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can look at something and go, oh, I know exactly who would have made that one. Like, you know, if, it, if you can tell it's got a sort of <laughs> mediocre sort of finish to it, then you can tell it's mine. Um, <laughs> if, it, if it's uh, covered in United Nations and Canadian um, flags, it's probably mine. But uh, yeah, that's that's only, that's my only bit of news. Did a podcast. Well, I think we did a podcast. I think we did. It's I my third Oh, I don't want to record Train a third time, God damn That he recorded this audio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please let the audio be good. I spent two hours trying to save the last one, and I just that uh, nothing happened. Yeah, you know what? Don't even worry if this one isn't good. <laughs> we were on a roll we'll today. Say, uh, hey. Episode four is cursed. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll release. I'll I'll release it as, and then <laughs> just I'll release it, calling it cursed. Listen at own peril. You're gonna get that one guy that's like, why is the audio so messed up? Read the title, <laughs> douchebag. Because we're the Micro Machines podcast. I think our you next episode, you'll hear we us. should do it on something inherently cool. Oh, man. Ram and its derivatives. We'll try uh, to find yeah, anime good. versions. Canadian fan fiction. 
You guys can make the slides this time. <laughs> Ezra, I will literally kick no. you. No. <laughs> I swear to God, if I find out there's another slide. <laughs> You're going to get crucified, not only by the refs of MNP, but well, by the entire audience. Well, there we go. I accomplished my goal. I got a death threat out at the end of the episode. <laughs> 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 Dennis, just block Ezra to oh, from please, every single no. Discord except for the anime one. That's the only one he can be in. I have had, I have had girls break up with me because I don't watch anime. God damn it. Uh, good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that little bit of that little tidbit. We're finding out oh, so much about fuck. Ezra today. We are. So battery. <laughs> okay then. So yeah. We probably end this. Um, yep. I'm nuking the uh, recording. Well, we should probably mention uh, yes. our, you know, Jack, Valve, all the Discord and all that. So, uh, Discord will be in the uh, description. The link to join it. Very simple and easy to join. If you haven't uh, done Discord before. It's a fun server. Uh, awesome bottle talk. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. There will be links to all of our social media accounts. So oh, if you yeah. want to see our individual work, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you get called the a damn commie. Forums and yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, Look at the pictures of BMPs. All right. Bye. I'm ending. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>